0: Welcome to Market Scale Building Management. I'm your host, Sean Heath. Today I have an opportunity to have a conversation with Roy Paled. He's the sales executive for Point Grab. Roy, how are you today?
1: Good, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. So you have a really cool job, I have to say. Uh, and you know, usually when you think sales executive, It's kind of an inventive and creative position and there's a lot of people skills, but you get to work with a really neat technical concept on a daily basis. So I want to I want to get a deep dive into that today and kind of maybe uh, some behind the scenes information, not secret sauce, but I want to go a little deeper into the concept today. But I want to start off first. Let's build a little background. Tell me a little bit about your career. How did you wind up at Point Grab?
1: So, well, I actually started off in the telecom space, um, doing pre-sales and sales roles in the in the telecom space. Uh, but uh, I started looking for a different field, something more uh, challenging, more interesting, uh, opening a new market, and this is how I ended up in Point Grab.
0: So, you basically spent a lot of your career. In and around an environment of improving communication, Mm -hmm. Uh, normally person to person communication. Well, now you work in a, a company that has over 30 million consumer electronic devices installed with your HMI software. That's a different type of communication that do you find that there are certain commonalities? Or are we striving to reach certain levels of equality in HMI being compared to human to human?
1: Well actually the 30 million installations was with a previous um, platform that we had which was to do with uh, gesture recognition for uh, electronic consumer devices and it was actually it was HMI like you mentioned but there was also human to human interaction because you can um you could customize it to gaming and to other applications and fields But also what we're doing today with the technology, which is based around computer vision and deep learning algorithms uh, with our current platform around smart sensing in smart buildings. We're looking at uh, use cases such as uh, the well-being and the comfort of the employee, as well as the collaboration uh, of the employees with each other and how we can improve that and the whole environment in the office space. So certainly also in this point there is uh, a lot to do with human to human interaction.
0: Now the the platform that you're referring to that you're working on now I'm, is that Cognapoint?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: So that's a pretty leading edge concept. You you have quite the the history and the experience in In accurate sensing and and collecting data and information, tell me a little bit about the overall change that intelligent sensors can have in the way that we use and exist in our buildings on a daily basis.
1: Well, it's a lot to do with how buildings are changing and how the way buildings are used uh, is changing. Probably as you, as you know, and as you have experienced in the past, it was more around the office uh, space. And then uh, things got to open up a little bit and people started using cubicles or rather more open space architectures. But what we're seeing in the last few years and starting more and more to expand is the use of flexible and agile workspaces where you don't actually have a dedicated desk or a dedicated space, but rather you come in in the morning and uh, you find an empty an empty desk to work in and then you go to a meeting and you f- when you finish the meeting, you find another empty desk and so on. So the whole um, office space is becoming more flexible and agile. And in order to manage that more efficiently and also to provide the employee with some kind of tools or capabilities to use that more efficiently and to improve the way that he feels about the the office space. You need different platforms, starting with uh, data enabling platforms, uh, such as the sensing solution that we provide in order to enable such a solution and such a workspace environment.
0: So this is going to sound like a really stupid question, which won't surprise anybody who knows me. Could we say this is similar to the memory settings on a seat in your car, that uh, the the building learns the way that I like to work, and then it is able to transfer those settings or those parameters to whichever workspace I go to?
1: So it's a combination of that and, and an additional way of thinking. So. Usually, most of our customers, before they move into a flexible environment, they would start off with a kind of utilization study or a occupancy study to see how their current space is being used. And based on the data that they collect, they can then analyze it and plan the space more efficiently. Now, this is relying more on historical data or statistical data that you collected over time. With regards to the memory that you mentioned, it's more relating to real-time applications. So, um, you will have a kind of application uh, where in the morning you will select in which building you would like to work in and in which floor, uh, either based on your uh, preference or on the availability of the resource. Um And again, this data uh, is relying on sensing data, on uh, information that is coming from a raw data enabler uh, in order to provide you with this uh, application level uh, parameters, which you can also then customize the lighting levels, the ventilation or the air conditioning levels in the area which you are set. Uh, But that's a kind of a more advanced uh, use case or application. What's
0: really interesting about that concept to me is that normally when we think about business uh, applications, we think about the way they affect the humans that use those. In a way, this also affects the way the building behaves, almost as if it takes on a personality personality which gives an incredible amount of flexibility, I would think, to the way we design those buildings in the first place.
1: Exactly. And and again, this is part of the combination between historical statistical data and real-time data. So based on the historical data that you collect, you can actually plan your existing building or a future building that you are about to construct. Uh, you can plan it more efficiently efficiently, and customize it more to your exact needs. And at the same time, keep a very high level of flexibility and agility with regards to the resources and the services that you provide to the employees. So with the amounts of rich and informative data that you can collect, whether it's on occupancy level or whether it's with regards to environmental settings like CO2 emissions and temperature and humidity, you can gather all of these data points together and then based on that, derive different analytics and different outcomes to initially customize uh, the building to your needs but keep it flexible enough to attract more high-level employees and to make the working environment a much more attractive one for the people working in it.
0: You know, I introduced this podcast as a building management podcast but it sounds like with that rich amount of data that you're able to gather this could even have been an architecture, engineering construction podcast because you're able to actually manage the building before the ground's even broken.
1: So so it really depends who you approach and to what level you want this uh, customization or flexibility in the building. Um, yes, it can be used by developers uh, to design their next uh, smartest building. It can be used by uh, existing facility management uh, departments to manage their current building more efficiently and it's also related to the kind of uh, application platforms and building management systems that we integrate with th- who actually digest the data that we provide and then based on this data that they can use the data for different use cases whether it's for real-time applications for meeting room booking systems or hot desking applications whether it's to automate the facility management for example uh, usage based services like uh, cleaning in washrooms or catering for meeting rooms or in the cafeterias, uh, whether it's for use cases around safety and security, for example, to make sure that there are no more than X amount of people on the floor or in case of an emergency, get a real-time view of where people are located. Um, So the range of use cases is, is a vast one. And since it's a pretty early marketplace and Uh, It's an evolving marketplace. We hear of new use cases and new applications all the time. Uh, And, of course, with our platform, we try to keep the flexibility to add new features based on the requirements of these use cases.
0: So it's a pretty all-encompassing approach that Cognapoint presents. Tell me about a use case or two that surprised you that when a customer said hey we'd like to be able to do this you th- originally thought huh we've never tried to do that what 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 uh, suggestions or requests have surprised you
1: so again it's um it's more to do with um um around the facility management and uh and how uh, and how you can automate uh, the whole facility management process in the uh, in the building. One of the best examples I can give is for a customer who approached us and wanted to make the uh, cleaning in the washrooms uh, more efficient. Um, so what we developed for them is the is a feature where we can count how many people walk in and out over a virtual line, basically providing a bi-directional count, and what this customer is is doing is actually using this uh, feature or capability to draw a kind of virtual line in front of the washrooms of the men's, the women's, and the disabled, count how many people go in and out, and then automatically call the cleaning services based on the usage. So. Rather than uh, bring the cleaner uh, every 30 minutes or every one hour uh, to clean also in, cl- in cases where it's not needed, this is more of an efficient solution or based on usage-based. And this customer managed to save a lot uh, uh, in the cost that it provides to the facility management uh, with regards to the cleaning services.
0: So let me take this out of corporate America into somewhat corporate America. Is this a concept that could help, say, a hotel? Or even in a smaller scale, is this a technology or a concept that at some point we could see in our homes?
1: So th- th- there are a lot of additional verticals where this can be applied for, and uh, currently we're in a stage of exploring and expanding to this, those verticals. Uh, one, uh, Several examples I can give is, for example, in the medical space, so placing these sensors in uh, hospitals. Uh, in uh, inspection rooms, in uh, um, you know in patient rooms uh, to see the occupancy, uh, you can take it one level further and uh, and customize the algorithm to uh, identify, for example, whether a person has fallen off his bed, uh, whether he's sitting down or standing up or lying down. Um, you can take this to universities, to the education sector. Um, see how classrooms are being used, um, whether a certain course lives up to the occupancy levels that uh, it initially expected. Um, you can take it into the retail sector. So, for example, to see or to count how many people walked in and out of a store and then compare it to the, uh, to the income or the revenue uh, on that day or on that month. Uh, You can also use it to see or to create what we call heat maps to see where uh, people tend to concentrate whether it's on a specific aisle or next to a specific product. Um, And like you mentioned, you can take it to the hotel sector um, to see how many people are actually going into a specific rooms. Uh, For example, we were approached by a customer in Japan Uh, by a company that is uh, running a a similar setup to Airbnb. And they wanted to make sure that uh, guests that invite uh, or order a a specific apartment according to a specific number of people don't actually bring in more people to sleep in that apartment. So that was their use case and we're now exploring that opportunity. So certainly you can take this type of technology and apply it to different verticals besides the Commercial real estate.
0: So let me uh, ask one final question. And I'm very excited to hear your thought on this. Is there a particular building that you would love to be able to put this in because you think it would be interesting or you think it would be incredibly effective? Is there one specific building anywhere in the world that you've been in that you think, oh, this would be a great place for us to put? in this system
1: well you know like any salesperson i would like this to be in any building on any floor (laughs) on any room um but um if i can just throw off the top of my head i would imagine that the probably the uh, new world trade center tower in manhattan um uh, would be an interesting place to to have this installed throughout the building.
0: Uh, you know, you mentioned Manhattan, which makes me think about uh, the Museum of Modern Art. Is this something that could benefit an art gallery? I think it could, right? Because it could measure the amount of time that people spend in certain exhibits. It could monitor foot traffic, and this could be helpful. And
1: so. Uh- Yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, one more use case, for example, is that you can connect it to a smart lighting uh, platform, and then control the lighting around exhibits based on the position of the people uh, near that exhibit. Uh, light the exhibit in a different way, uh, shade other exhibits, or light them up as well, uh, as a kind of, you know, as a track as people move along the exhibits show them a kind of track uh, using the lighting systems. Uh, so this can be another idea. I'm,
0: I'm not going to lie. This sounds revolutionary. It really does. This concept of the way we can see how we use buildings in and look at it in ways that normally we wouldn't have noticed, it seems like this the changes the perspective entirely on the way we manage the resources in our buildings.
1: Yes, certainly, and and again, I think that the the idea here is to, uh, rather than look at the building as a, uh, right, rather than a block structure with cement, uh, look at it as a kind of dynamic area where you interact with the building, and the building interacts with you, um, and as a result of that, it can actually give you a kind of a feeling or a comfort level um that you wouldn't get if that building wasn't smart.
0: Today I've had a conversation with Roy Paled. He is the sales executive at Point Grab. Roy, thanks so much for taking the time today. This has been absolutely fascinating.
1: Thank you, Sean. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com/slash industries and if you have a chance, subscribe to the Market Scale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.